theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. has landed the plane is about to take off and i'm ready we're in a rocket ship we're ready to go and this episode is focused on autonomy and autonomy is one of my favorite things i studied in entrepreneurship it's basically independence the freedom to work on what you want to work on when you want to work on it it's a big motivating factor for why individuals choose to become entrepreneurs in the first place and it's been making me think what is the price of autonomy? And I'll tell you where this thought came from. It's all because I have a friend, you do too, Quinn. This individual was someone that we met when we were uh, competing in the business competition at Princeton University. And this guy is, he's, he's a genius. I mean, he went to Princeton. He's doing his damn thing. He ends up becoming a computer developer. And right now, he is basically traveling all around the world doing contract work, and he is a computer programmer to help develop websites. And he's making real good money. I'm confident he's making quite enough money that we would be very proud of him. But he is living where he wants to live, doing what he wants to do. And I have to say, that's he's got a lot of autonomy. And I'm not sure if everyone gets that much autonomy with their work more so than ever we get it right now because we're working from home but i think there's a high cost to autonomy and maybe he's a one-of-a-kind individual that gets it all like bada bing bada boom because it's a specialty uh thing that he focuses on what are your thoughts very interesting i would say that i mean autonomy is a huge motivating driver for i think the lifestyle that you and i have tried to create um i would say designed actually designed intentionally with autonomy being a huge variable that we wanted to have Mm -hmm. um and i agree with you that not everyone wants autonomy i think some people really do want more structure and maybe autonomy doesn't provide them with enough structure right where i don't know i can't really guess as to why people would not want autonomy Mm. um but there are that's an interesting point because you think about a nine to five job even if you wanted structure and you just want nine to five every day sometimes you have to earn the ability to get the nine to five when we were doing guest relations you were pebble beach i was doing disney you know at the beginning we were bottom shifting we were doing the 11 p.m to 4 a.m shift because no one wanted it zero autonomy but when you climb up the ladder, yeah, you want to work nine to five, you get to pick your schedule. So that is another sense of autonomy, too. That's true. There are levels, layers of autonomy, I would say, for sure. And I, and I will say even like the, the time enduring guest relations for both of us, it was a huge learning experience for us that we still maintain and, and continue to bring forth into everything that we do in terms of, you know, just what we learned in those positions. So right. just because you don't have autonomy doesn't mean you can't progress forward as an individual, right? I don't think that you have to have autonomy in order to actually achieve self-actualization or anything like that mm. necessarily. That's deep, but I like that. <laughs> yeah, but I do think, um, you know, the, so you're asking what are the what are the costs of having autonomy? What is the price of it? Because here, let's just break it down. What would it be like? How much do you think that individual would get paid more if he chose to work for a company 
at a specific location, or do you think he's getting paid the exact same amount that he would get paid regardless of working from the office or working from wherever he is? Hmm. Well, depending... In today's era, yeah, I would say it's the same as it would have been if he was working in the office. Yes. But if you go pre-pandemic, I would say it's significantly different. And now if you distinguish those jobs that are fully online versus those that are physical, some of them you can't do online. So yeah. it's like, how do you find this balance? And I think that, I think there's a price to autonomy. And I'm just uh, yeah. trying to value, uh, evaluate it because I think it's, the price of autonomy is uh, less cost, lower cost than it was three years ago. Yeah, probably. And what is it going to be in the future? Well, interesting. I, I would say... So for this gentleman specifically, like you said, very, very smart individual, and I'm sure got recruited by every top Silicon Valley company in tech that you could imagine. Yeah, I bet. Um, and so, but the, the question is for that individual, what does he really want to do with those skills that he has, right? That he has himself. And the question is, is, well, does he want to settle down in California? Does he want to live in California? Does he want to work at Google or Facebook or whatever? And does he want all of those benefits? Is that something that's important to him? Or is it actually more important to him that he doesn't have that and that he actually can go and see the world because he didn't really ever get to go and travel the world. So his, his lifestyle is now whatever he wants it to be. And so it's not necessarily a cost. I would say it's just a trade-off maybe i mean there is a cost trade-off is a cost. cost benefit yeah i mean it's a trade-off of like what does he actually want and we've been asked this too many times do we want to settle down i'm like why would we want to settle down i don't really i don't find the idea of settling down in one area very appealing in any way shape or form settle down is such an interesting term let's break it down there's two words in settle down first word settle i don't like the word think, settling yeah, at all me either and then second word down uh, no, I'd rather always be up. So well, yes. to me, it's like poison word. Well, it is It is weird. But I mean, a lot of people do find comfort in that, right? It's a little bit more, you're simplifying life. Like, okay, this is my priority. I am settling down with a family or whatever it is that you're trying to do, right? It's mm. almost like you're trying to control the disorder that is life, right? The chaos. You're trying to say like, okay, this is where I'm going to place my roots down here. Mm. And some people really need that. They need that for stability. And I totally get that. I really genuinely do. Are they actually do. doing that though? Well, I mean, yeah, there is a bit of a fallacy. Like it, it, it's a sense of comfort, but is it actually there? It's like <laughs> what, what I always, what I try, what I always say is like, what is this? What, like, I hate the phrase job security too. It's like, what job security? Like there is no job security. I'm sorry. I think if there's anything that we could say that afterwards, it's definitely after the pandemic. Okay. Right. I mean, people didn't see that coming at all. They were doing just fine. And it's just like, boom. And it's in a, in a second, it can all change. Yeah. Well, it's on a scale. It's not, I have job security and I don't have job security. It's my job is more like more secure than your job is secure. And I think that middle area is very wishy-washy. I think people could argue that they're they have a more secure job if they're like a tenured professor yeah. versus someone who's very easily replaceable working at a fast food restaurant uh, 20 hours a week. Right. And so you can categorize it and you may feel, look, I've been here for this amount of time. I should have more job security. But when it comes to like the reality of it, no one has all the way full job security. Well, I don't yeah. care what you th you think. It's impossible. Even 100 years, well, no one has 100 years in one job, but you know what I'm saying. Well, I think the, the idea of tenure, that could be debated as a whole episode in general. 100% Like, why agree. would you want the same guy in that position 
until he decides to not be in that position. Like there are things. Could thing, be argued it emphasizes laziness. Well, like, complacency. Like what is it? Like he's never, he's unfireable. Like you're not going to fire <laughs> him even if he doesn't do anything. Yeah, like so even if he's the worst professor. Yeah. What's the motivating? You need, everyone needs incentive in their job. And that's why I think the idea of job security is ridiculous mm. um, in a lot of ways. Like even at the highest level, because like if you were like, oh yeah, I'm in this job. I hate it, but it's job security. You're like, hmm. okay, well, <laughs> you're probably not the best one for that job. Right. right, right. But I, w- I w- okay. So what we- let's go back to the idea of the trade-off of like what autonomy. are the costs of autonomy. Yeah. So I, I would say for sure, if you're a contractor, if you're a contractor, you're not getting benefits. For example, you're not an employee, mm-hmm. right? You have to pay your own taxes. You probably have to pay self-employment tax as well, and yeah. all that stuff. So there's a cost of like there's a more complicated system behind what you do. Okay. There's also the idea that, okay, you are more of a generalist in terms, like you have a specialty, but you work for this company, you did this company, you did this company and this company. And so you're not just one company where people are like, Oh, this person is the best. He needs to get promoted. You know, like you're not, it's a, it's a more difficult ecosystem to be, you know, climbing up. But I think that to me, if you're, if you're craving autonomy, you're probably not really, you don't really care about climbing the corporate ladder either. Mm. So I don't know. It depends on, well, it depends on how you're perceiving the corporate ladder. You know, like if you're yeah. looking at it, like I want to get better quality jobs that pay more then it is a, a, looking at your Vita could be equivalent to getting, a, climbing up a corporate ladder because right. it's your previous experience that gets you to the next level. Yeah. You know, very true. Well, I, I would say another thing too is, um, I mean, with autonomy comes, you have to kind of, be on your own stuff. Like you have to put your own deadlines. You have to hold yourself accountable, right? There's no one breathing down in your neck. There's no one looking at you and being like, hey, I don't think that you're as productive today as you were yesterday. Mm. But if that's true, that's fine. But you just have to get your work done. Yeah. I would so say- that might be some form of structure that you're discussing. Like that's something that people crave is like, it's very clear cut what I have to do today. I got to go make Big Macs versus it's not clear what exactly is the best thing for me to do, but I got to keep moving, you know? Right. And I think, like we said, there's no extreme level of high, like it's guaranteed no way I can get fired. There's also no full on way where you have full autonomy. Even if you are pursuing entrepreneurship where you're choosing exactly what you're working on every single day, technically you don't really have full autonomy of what you're working on because you got to do what's best for the business to help the business grow. And sometimes that's meeting customers' demands. So today, maybe you wanted to work on graphic designs, but all of a sudden you're getting all these refunds on these products because they're faulty. Guess who's not working on graphic designs today? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. You always have a boss in some sense, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the customer or if you have, you know, people who have invested into you, um, you know, your, your investors or your advisors or your shareholders yeah. or your employees even. You know, you got to make sure that payroll actually goes through yep, too. They get paid first. Exactly. And so I, I would say that there there are a lot of things that come with autonomy that you have to accept. Right. And so it's not like that's the utopia vision for everyone. Um, but if that is something that you crave, you don't want to be micromanaged or that's not something, you know, the, the structured um, environment of a, a corporate job is unappealing to you. Mm-hmm. Well, then, okay, go towards autonomy, but know that there's a trade-off with every single thing that you do. And I think right. 
for you and I, that's one thing that we emphasize with entrepreneurship. It's not for everyone. It's really not. I mean, there, there are so many times where we're looking at each other like, what the hell are we doing? Like, <laughs> you know, but we... we but it, then there's the exact opposite too. Exactly, where it's like, well, I wouldn't want this any other way. You know, right. I, I wouldn't want to live any other life because if I was working in that job right over there, I would never have been able to see this opportunity that is way greater than beyond anything I yeah. could have imagined. Yeah, so, you gotta swing for the fences. It's our life. Like, there, I don't even feel like it's a choice, honestly. I feel like we have to do this. Well, then that goes into the debate of free will, and it is a choice. Whoa, <laughs> I would say deep. we did choose. We We do choose on a daily basis. Like, we could choose to not like put autonomy as an important variable of our daily life right but i think that we have intentionally designed it to include autonomy for a lot of reasons and they're not necessarily all appealing to everyone Mm. right i mean you and i are a little little bit more comfortable with high levels of risk Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of uncertainty and we're actually way more comfortable than most people with high levels of uncertainty and risk yeah i agree and so it's it's not an easy road if someone is really just hoping to have security a sense of security or Mm -hmm. a sense of whatever it is that they need like you you can't i mean that you're not going to get that on a daily basis Mm -hmm. with a job that lends itself towards autonomy over anything else yeah so you do have to kind of Hold yourself accountable. And if you're someone who doesn't want to hold themselves accountable. Well, or then, can't. Or can't. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's true. I mean, sometimes people people need coaches. People need people around them to kind of guide them. And and there are different probably phases of life where you feel like you need that more than the more than not. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you're young, you're just starting off like you're, you're kind of figuring out the ropes. You're trying to figure out who am I? What am, what can I really contribute? What's my value here? And you know, you kind of need some sort of external feedback in a yeah. way. Whereas the, the, our friend that we're talking about certainly was young enough to like to have maybe have to do that, but he didn't feel that way. So there's mm-hmm. something different about him in general. And I think that's probably why he's our friend. Yeah. But well, th- let, yeah, let's, let's go back to that a little bit. So we agree that my, our friend, maybe three years ago, he would have probably got paid more if he chose to like move to Silicon Valley, work for one of the big companies big head companies yeah. agree mm-hmm. today do you think that he's getting paid it doesn't matter where he's at i think all the tech companies for currently a lot of those offices are closed yeah so i think we can agree that it would be very similar to what he's getting paid currently yeah agree okay now go to the future offices should open again i'm i'd be very shocked if offices don't open again but it will be a different different space where I would not be surprised if people don't go into work every single day. They maybe go into work maybe three days of the week instead of five days of the week. What are your thoughts? Do you think that if people forego autonomy, they can get paid significantly more? Because if the normal is that most people work from home two to three days of the week, if you choose to go in five days of the week, do you think that you're going to get paid more or it won't matter at all? I don't think that it won't matter at all. I think that showing up and being present when others are not is a huge advantage. I do. Mm. I do think that that is a huge advantage that I don't know if that's going to go away eventually, generationally. Like, Mm. I think that right now those at the top are mostly baby boomers. Okay. And those baby boomers really, really value in person. Do I trust this person? Can I see it? They're working really hard. If you're there and the other person's not because they don't want to come in. Well, yeah, you're going to obviously have preferential treatment towards the person who's showing up, who's there, because that's the way that they see things, right? Now, moving forward, as baby boomers start to retire and other people come to the top, you know, rise to the top of, you know, 
basically how companies are functioning, you know, if they're the CEOs or the executives. Now, is being there in person necessary over just being on call all the time, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. I, at the top, I, like I could call and, you at any moment. And and being on always... call all the time is not full autonomy either. True. You know, that's it's very like, true. That's like you're committing to being available all the time on call. Yeah, exactly. But so, I, do, I, I but think it's that a little different. It is a little bit different, but I do think it's, it's the more interaction you have with someone who needs to make decisions on what to do, the more they're going to obviously it's super logical. They're going to trust you more because you're just, you're there, you're interacting with them. I don't know if that necessarily needs in the future to be physical. Mm. I think it's more about what are you actually, like you want to be involved with the decision so then you can. And I think that we'll be able to do that from wherever we are. Mm. But I do think to answer your question specifically, I believe that there is a trade-off. Wanting to be in the office, yes, you could get paid more. I think that there's a limit to that though. I think that there's a limit and I think that if you're thinking about, you know, should I, do I really want to go more towards autonomy, you know, and yeah, I might get paid a little bit less by doing so at the front, at front. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's also a lot of potential there for long-term gains, mm. right? There's, if, if you're starting a little bit lower, there's way more potential for long-term gains. And I do believe that in the long term, 10 years from now, that kid is going to, he's going to probably be, um, a greater success in at least in my mind by because he went his own way than he would if he only just stayed in the office interesting in a at google for hmm. example and and i just think that I, short term a lot of you're right <laughs> a lot of people and i'm not the only one who 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 thinks this way i mean there are a lot of investors who say like you know with uncertainty like I, there was one story from a book that we were um we were both listening to where it said i went to my 10 year undergraduate reunion and everyone who had the job had the house was starting a family had a lot of money and I was completely out of a job hmm. like I was not doing well at all I didn't want to talk about it but I was not doing well right. the 10, the 20-year anniversary comes along and all the people who attend the 10-year anniversary were basically just kind of ho-hum whatever you know they're still doing their jobs still doing whatever they were doing or maybe they weren't actually doing it anymore right and me and the other people who basically had nothing at the 10-year reunion but went into our own endeavors that was definitely surrounded by autonomy they were asking us for jobs okay so that's one way of seeing it right that's Mm. my perspective but that's because i prioritize autonomy so yeah well i think i think more people are wanting it now that they've got a taste of it True. You know, I think that it's becoming something that more people desire. Like, why do I have, I mean, in, in all spectrums, even outside of work, why do I have to show up to class when I can do all my class things from my computer and just get out of bed and go to class and I get right. the same credit? I think it's going to, I think autonomy is going to have a higher cost in the near future. And maybe the route would be to, if you're looking for the dough or you're looking for the, the big payout, you can, if you're willing to give up autonomy, perhaps you're going to be able to get more money back in doing so in a time when people are like half, halfway on it. You know, when people are like, oh, dude, autonomy's awesome. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And it will be interesting. I'm not sure which way it will go. The other thing with autonomy, too, is sometimes if you just show up, you can get away with doing less work because yeah. you're there. And that will be interesting, too, to yeah. see how that evolves. So. Autonomy is a fascinating subject. It's definitely one of the reasons why we chose to become the people that we currently are and will continue to be. 
Um, I think we were we were pursuing autonomous lifestyle before it was cool and trendy. <laughs> yeah. Before we had to. Well, I mean, there's definitely um, yeah, things are going to change big time. I, I I agree with you that people got a taste of autonomy and they liked it. Like, want to continue that, and not everyone will be allowed to do that. Um, Digital so nomads, we'll, here they come. We'll see how it all shapes out, but we look forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.